As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is a true crime podcast, as the title suggests. So please consider this your warning that it's not suitable for children, and it probably will contain content that may be triggering to some people. Also, it's an Australian true crime podcast, so Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners should be aware it may contain the voices of deceased people. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. Our guest today is Dr Renee Zarnow. She's an urban criminologist and an Australian Research Council Senior Research Fellow in the School of Social Science at the University of Queensland. The first and most important thing I want you to know about Dr Renee is that she's much more down to earth and easy to talk to than her title suggests. I'd love to have her back to answer some of your questions and concerns in the future, so please bear that in mind as you're listening, and I'll remind you at the end of the show how you can get in touch with us. One of the reasons we're featuring Dr Renee is that we've had some feedback about the number of offenders and people who work with offenders we've had on the show lately 
Some of you find it interesting and beneficial, and some of you think I've started pandering to crims. That's a quote. Part of the reason we've spoken to more offenders in the last year or so is that we met Russell Manser. I'm sure you remember episode 281 of Australian True Crime, with Russell, who is a former heroin addict and bank robber, and now runs an organisation called The Voice of a Survivor, through which he's helped thousands of adults who were sexually abused in institutions as children to navigate the legal system, many of whom have criminal histories like his. Well, Russell's introduced us to a lot of people from similar backgrounds, and some of them have become guests on this show. I've endeavoured to treat them with compassion while also holding them to account for the harm they've inflicted on others. But I'm sure the balance isn't always perfect. Naturally, people tend to be on their best behaviour when they're being interviewed about turning their lives around on a podcast. So today, I'm letting my guard down a bit with Dr Renee and expressing some of my own fears about things like youth offenders in my neighbourhood. And she's going to tell me why she thinks we all need to lay off with our home security cameras. Does my ring doorbell camera make me a potential vigilante? It's all to come with Dr Renee. I do definitely think the only way that we can better understand how to respond to people who have become in a situation where they are offending is to listen to people who have been there. I have to ask you also, what word do you use? You don't like to use the word offenders. I say people who have committed an offence. It's like we no longer say drug users. We say people who use drugs because it doesn't define their whole self, right? That's not who you are. We have to remind people, like, that's not all you are. You're many things and you can choose to be many of your other parts, not that. It's difficult, though, and you you would understand this better than anyone. How does this help? How does this not offend? How does this not break the hearts of the families of very, very innocent victims who get caught up in these people's lives? When you're speaking to a, a couple who's, daughter is murdered randomly as she's walking home from work and then we're having conversations saying oh we shouldn't call them offenders that word isn't helpful people are people and and everything that you've just said how does that sit when when we have we're going to have listeners saying again Michelle you're pandering to violent criminals yeah I think the biggest thing is we have to recognize that to be a victim or to be associated with being a victim is shit. Yeah. It's shit. Yeah. It's sad. You want to hate someone and that's normal, right? We have to let people grieve. We have to let people be angry. But we also have to say the person who was on the other side of that also has a family and they also have people who were part of their life or maybe they don't and maybe that's part of the issue. So I think it's one thing to recognise the emotions and to say they totally deserve to feel that way. Absolutely, that's legitimate. And another thing to say, but how is it best for society for us to respond? So is it useful for all of us to just hate on this person and lock them up forever and then have to pay for them as a taxpayer and for them to be mentally unwell and become more violent, is that going to be useful? Or is a better way forward to say, okay, how do we teach this person that you don't have to be that way? But if you'll allow me, um, and I, you know, it's 
hard to admit. I'm, I'm just going to have a really honest conversation with you about my fears because I think you're the right person to have it with because I think we fear these children. We fear them terribly. Oh, everything yes. you just, yeah, right, everything you're saying, I'm like I'm compassionate but I'm thinking, yeah, but I'm scared of these kids. I don't want these kids in my neighbourhood or going to school with my kids. I'm sorry for them but where else? Where do we put them for want of a better expression? Yep, so, and I think this is one of the things, so, People don't know what to do, but they feel scared. So when we feel scared, we get defensive. So it's absolutely normal for people to feel like, I don't care, I want them gone, I want them away. And the thing is we like to, in our mind, it's easiest if we sort of think to ourselves, well, they're different, they're not like my kids. So we can treat them differently because they're just not the same as everyone else. And Honestly, I don't really know the answer because a lot of this problem is actually comes back to the children at a very young age who are coming from broken families. You know, we need better help for parents. I think we need better help for people, particularly for when their child is an infant, particularly children who have been born with fetal alcohol syndrome or when their parents have been using substances. So those children have got neurological illnesses and problems. They're going to have deficits. So we need earlier intervention. One of the things that works really well is if you can do things like Communities That Care, which was a program that was trialled many years ago now, but it was kind of like they would have these sorts of things like a kinder class it was it was kindergarten for parent and child when they were three to five years old but they would send a bus around to people in that suburb so if you could not come you could catch this little minibus also there was multiple things going on in that community at the same time so it was integrated with a primary school activity that was providing like breakfasts you know, breakfast at school is really important and that can be a really good thing for parents to come along, the whole family to come along, have a bit of a feed. And sometimes, you know, this is all what people need to show that there's others in the community. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The other thing to think about in this day and age, I think, is about those people who are moving from being a young person to being an adult on their own. So there's this kind of um, lurchy space particularly young people now, who those who got caught up in COVID, those who may have um, like social connection issues like ASD and those sorts of things. And then they hear all this media around, oh, young people are terrible, they're all criminals and this and that. And where do they go and what do they do? Because university now, lots of that's online, so they're not really socially interacting. There's lots of jobs now where you know, people work from home. So I feel like there is also this kind of space of of young people that we're just kind of dropping, particularly if you're not someone who is um, uh, can read and write well because everything's online. And, you know, like this is why young men tend to be more likely to get caught up in things like conspiracy theories and these sorts of things because they watch videos. They don't read documents. Yeah. Right? And video isn't going to give you critical evidence-based research. Yeah, you're right. That's a whole other world, isn't it, YouTube? And and kids watch YouTube all the time. They don't watch TV anymore. They don't want to watch shows at night. They're flipping through TikTok, through YouTube. Yeah, and we have this flattening of the information hierarchy where everything looks the same, right, whether it's legitimate or whether some... Yobo from down the street just made it up. It all looks the same. And this is what we see when people come out with outlandish things on them on social media. Um, and then the next person shares it on, shares it on, shares it on. And suddenly we just it becomes a social fact that someone has actually made up. And you know, this is this is a real problem. You probably saw on the weekend when that group of young boys from Sydney trying to ensnare the pedophiles. 
Why, why are you here to meet a 14-year-old kid? Why, why, why are you meeting a 14-year-old child, bro? It is claimed a man has been ambushed after allegedly agreeing on a dating app to meet an underage teenager for sex. Why are you meeting 14-year-olds, Yes, let's talk about vigilantes. One of the things that we're seeing in Australia is certainly the rise of vigilanteism and the naming and shaming. So the use of visibility as a weapon. So the problem with this is that, A, it happens outside the law. B, there's no fact-checking, like we were saying before, right? Anyone can post up anything. And C, it leads to this kind of aggravation of very minor issues to become something that's actually becomes really like a big issue. Part of it is because during COVID, everyone had to get online. Yeah. So even the people who were like the late uptakers are now online. The other thing is that everyone now has a camera phone and everyone has CCTV. It's cheap and affordable. The problem is now that people have CCTV, they think they're part of the policing norm. Oh, I'm doing this because I'm really caring for my community. I'm putting up photos of juveniles who have done nothing wrong except walking down the street in a hoodie yeah, saying watch out and thinking I'm helping the community. Absolutely, actually, yes. I've seen Facebook um, posts from communities where they're saying, okay, yeah, there's a group of them, just be aware, wandering around this neighbourhood tonight and they're not actually, they haven't done anything. They're doing nothing wrong. They don't own a house. They're a teenager. Where else are they supposed to be? Yeah, but they're like, lock, make sure your car's locked, make sure, make sure your tools are locked up. And, you know, one of the biggest issues is really that this whole, like, naming and shaming is that we actually can't possibly know what that can actually do to someone's personal well-being because we get into these echo chambers, right? Social media is an echo chamber. So you put something on there, oh, look at this goose, he's done this. And that person says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, eventually, over the course of probably two minutes, but 300 posts, suddenly this has become a really huge issue. Now, for this person who maybe is sitting at home on their own, they're seeing this message and they're like, oh, my gosh, my life is over. This could be out there for a long time as well. The other issue with some of this vigilanteism is that it can actually cause the person to end up with a criminal offence against them. So there's a case in Townsville it's several years ago now, probably two years ago, where someone was chasing someone in a stolen vehicle. So someone stole a car, another person went chasing them, they saw it on Facebook that, they was, that this car had been stolen. They took off chasing the person During the chase, they crashed into an innocent motorcyclist and killed that person. The vigilante is now spending 12 years in jail. And deservedly so. Right? So you don't know how this is going to go because you're not trained. No. You don't know how to manage these situations. You don't know where it's going to go. But the problem with with social media is that it's not bound by the same legalities that traditional media is bound by. No fact-checking. You can put up anyone's faces. There's none of this. 
The justice system is not supposed to work like that. Procedural justice means that everyone gets their voice heard, right? So even somebody who has committed an offence or an alleged offence, they deserve to have their side of the story heard. So many of the problems with this vigilante justice is that we've not heard anyone else's side of the story. Maybe you've seen a bit of CCTV, but we don't know what's happened there. Thank you to our guest today, Dr. Renee Zanow. If you'd like to send a message or comment to be featured in a future episode with Dr. Renee, you can message us through Facebook or Instagram, and there are links in the show notes in this episode. You can also hear more from Russell Manser on his own podcast called The Stick Up. If you need support after listening to this podcast, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or contact 1800 RESPECT on 1800 737 732 or 1800respect.org.au. Indigenous Australians can contact 13 Yarn on 13 92 76 or 13yarn.org.au. Thank you for downloading. As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.